Well, welcome to the show. This is the podcast for great communicators and people who are interested in communications. And each week I'm talking to someone from a different part of the communications world, and I'm defining that very broadly. So I've spoken to PR people, comedians, novelists, actors, all sorts of different um, individuals who are giving me insights and inspiration for the book that I'm writing about leadership communications. And here today I'm with a former BBC colleague, Richard Myron, who now has a podcasting business. So this will be a podcast kind of weirdly about podcasts yes it's is this is this going meta what do they call it i don't <laughs> well, know it's the ultimate it's navel navel, gazing. i was gonna say we're navel gazing the media eats itself yeah. um yes we are at the headquarters of earshot strategies uh, my modest attic room uh, not far from 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 where you you live also mike uh, here in north london and as you said it's earshot is a podcast consultancy started by myself and we are drawn from the same stable um, BBC, um, same area yeah. of London. Well, there, of... there are so many weird coincidences in our in our lives that we only just found out about a few months ago. That yeah. we, we went to the same school and um, lots of weird stuff happened. We we both were at the BBC. We both worked in Jerusalem and in all sorts your, of other your places. Your kids go to my old school now. <laughs> it's like yeah. I think I think we're stalking each other's lives. Yeah, <laughs> we even found ourselves in the in the gym the other day and sharing a whirlpool. But anyway, that was a good business meeting. I think. That was a good business meeting. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, lots of coincidences. And now and strangely now uh, again we're both kind of setting up businesses and I, and I'm I'm doing leadership communications and trying to define that and sort that out. And you, but you're very focused on podcasts, which yes. is. Which is is interesting. Why did you choose podcasts as as an area to to focus on? Uh, there's there's a couple of things, and one is about uh, time of life and career. So I had done my 17 years at the BBC, and I'd loved it. I'd gone on to work for the UN as a spokesperson, and then for the World Bank in Washington DC um, in communications. And I think there was something that was going on inside of me. Um, 25 odd years into my career which said I don't just want to pay the bills I want to do something that I love Mm. and I want uh, or something that really I want to get out of bed for every day and I began to listen I was living in Washington DC at this time to podcasts which were an emerging medium these were not just radio programs put up online these were people who were making things deliberately designed to go uh, online and of course the big breakthrough uh, series, which some people know about, was was Serial, the American series Serial, which was a piece of investigative journalist, journalism across 12 parts. And I thought, this is so exciting. Mm. This is something I find fascinating. And I began to listen avidly. And the more I listened, the more I thought, there is a narrower focus for this. There are lots of... Be, there, I called it the audio campfire. There, there are niche groups, be they professional, personal, whatever... Who have who want to share ideas and podcasts is a really good way of doing this. Um, it's a way for people to be able to find something that you don't need a transmission mask. I felt it was giving a sort of a voice, if you will, to the voiceless, and it drove me uh, eventually um, to set up this this consultancy, and um, and I I feel very strongly about it. Obviously, it's a it's a way for me to make my living, but I also feel that it provides all sorts of groups, professional and others, a way to convey something about themselves, their ideas, um, uh, to a like-minded peer group. Um, so that's kind of how I have ended up where I am. And this is very different, although related to the 
more traditional forms of broadcasting that we were we were engaged with, and both you and I did did a lot of radio work during our during our BBC careers. And I, I still love radio, and I still love listening to you know highly produced radio programs on 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 the BBC in particular. And I was quite slow to wake up to podcasting. I thought I don't have time to to, to listen to podcasts. I don't I don't know who I would listen to. I need an editor there, like producing a program for an established organisation. But in the last few months, I've started to listen to to podcasts more, much more, uh, as well as starting my own podcast. And it's very interesting. There's something about listening to somebody tell their stories, tell an audience who they are open up a little bit and connect and why does audio allow us to connect in that way do you think i'm not entirely sure but but we both know not only having worked in the medium but i know this as a listener that there's something emotional about radio there's a relationship that you personally have with that host so i can remember sitting in the car park of richmond swimming pool listening to listen with mother, with my mum, in the mm. car, and then getting out and going. So I can remember that, and and I can remember Alistair Cook, Letter from America. These are emotional things for me. And when I years later happened to meet Alistair Cook, it was like I, mm. you know, it was fulfilling a sort of almost like a, a childhood fantasy, if you will. Um, there is something about the relationship between the listener and the person uh, who is a good broadcaster who is broadcasting. And as you and I both know, we, when we were taught at the BBC, it was to imagine that you were just talking to one person. Mm. And I think that's really key in radio. And the personality, and this even more so, I think, with podcasts. Podcasts, it breaks down those traditional barriers. Um, it liberates you from some of the conventions that you and I had, let's say, at the BBC, that you can be more personal, you can be more of yourself. And, and you and I have talked about this, but you... At the BBC, we were taught one part of us to sort of almost surgically remove our personality from our reporting. Well, podcasts... Yeah, to be the objective person just looking at something, not actually being part of a conversation. But actually, in podcasts, you've got to... You've got to be there. You've got to be in it. Exactly. I I mean, I I want to know when I listen to a podcast about... A little bit about something about the host. The personality, I think, is, is really what's key here. The personality... Of, of the host and hearing something about them, um, a, a slight hint of their personality, of their sense of humour or, or, or about them, about a reference to um, their kids or a foible about, their, about them. Uh, to give a brief example, I produced a series for the World Bank, quite a stuffy organisation, as, as it appeared, involved in international de- development. And we produced a series about data and development called Between Two Geeks, and um, I got along two relatively young data scientists, one who's British, in fact, three who were the presenters, one was rotating. Um, and I said, I want, to, I want to know a little bit about you. And they basically sat there and they had great repartee between them. They were taking the mickey out of each other in various ways. And their personalities began to come through. They were humorous. They were interesting. They... Um, we began to get to know them as people and the the interviewees picked up on that also and we began to get that from the interviewees and I think there is not only our podcasts a different method of delivery from traditional radio but they are developing their own as it were I one can sometimes listen to a podcast think that was made as a podcast not as a radio program it breaks certain conventions of radio and one of the the conventions that we had to operate in was was 
Well, very strict time limits really often for our, our packages. And someone would say, oh, you can go up to maybe three minutes on a, on a good day for an interview or for even for an, an entire edited piece on, say, the Today programme or, or, or the World Service. And podcasts, you, you haven't even, you, you're just getting going after three minutes. You, you, you can use a lot more time. And in fact, you know, I listen to some podcasts now. And I realise I've been listening to it for 45 minutes. I don't even know the people on the podcast, but I've got to, uh, you know, I get to know them during the conversation. And that's where it gets interesting and exciting because you're forming that, that deeper connection. You're, you're understanding a bit about someone's life. You're getting so many different um, angles on, on, a, on a story or on an issue that you can't cram into the, the soundbite or the highly edited broadcast piece. And that's where... It, it gets exciting, but you've got to invest a bit of time in listening and be open to hearing from new people and about new topics, I suppose. I think that when we turn on to podcasts, and I'm just going to throw out a few names here, podcasts that I really like, Heavyweight from Gimlet Media, uh, it, it exudes personality. And I, t I, I listen to that thing more often than not. I think the, the presenter's name is Jonathan Goldstein because of the personality or sporkful Dan Packman about food. Now, I like the subject, but I also like it because because Dan Packman is he, he he's funny and he's got the most ridiculous laugh. He just got one of those laughs that sounds like a horse. Um, <laughs> and, and, and I, I just wait for him yeah. to laugh. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and he's and he's in, he's an enthusiast about his subject. So you are listening to that. And I think that you're absolutely right. You're listening to it because you want to get to know these people. And here is another point about podcasting, which I think I find exciting, is that we're inundated with information and it's coming at us from every angle, be it um, you know, reading the New York Times on our phone or the Times or the Guardian or whatever. We're, we're reading blogs, endless emails. Podcasting allows you. I listen to my podcast when I walk my dog. Uh, in the morning yeah I, I listen to out walking out running those commuting those sorts of times when you've just got you've got time but you're actually going somewhere or doing something that's quite a good and, and use of the podcast and in a funny way because you can do something else whilst you're listening your mind is somehow more spongy it's more it takes more stuff in so we talked about what what is it about podcasts that makes them so accessible and I think it's because because you don't you can do other things your mind is is maybe even subconsciously taking things in and absorbing things in a slightly different way and so it's immensely exciting i think and i i think it's a standout and it's an exceptional media to be working in and and it works for the small businesses and, and large businesses alike i think so let's just talk a little bit about the commercial side of podcasting and my own example and my own stories is that I I've now um, hired a mentor and a, and, a, and a coach because I listened to her podcast, and so she's helping me write the book and everything else. And and actually, I I engaged her and I hired her before I actually met her physically. Why did I do this? And I wouldn't have done it on the basis of of just looking at her website or anything else. I'd listened to her podcasts, and by listening to the podcasts, I felt oh, I I know this person. But more importantly, because I'd heard her voice. I started to trust her, even though I hadn't met her. And that, and, and that, therein is the commercial value of podcasting, because business is built on trust, relationships. Do you, do you trust someone? Would you want to sign a contract with them or, or, or do business together? And for the small business, it's a way of reaching an audience and, and with luck getting them to trust you. But also for large businesses, it's a way of 
showing the world a different side of who they are in in, in a different way. So just 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 tell me your thoughts on on the commercial potential for businesses of podcasting. Well, there's a couple of things. I talked about the audio campfire here, and this is the notion of a a group. And and I the the thing the light bulb moment for me was this podcasts are ideal for niche audiences because first of all, unlike videos, um, they're not as expensive to produce, and um, as we've discussed. Um, you can listen to them as it were in your own time you you can select exactly what you want to listen to so i felt that there's a very good business case as it were for businesses to think about this for their niche audience it can be for their customers but for larger businesses it can be internally and you and i have both spoken about this the value of if you're a large organization communicating certain things through podcasts to uh, your workforce i mean they're your campfire that is your campfire and it can be very cost effective or to a specific audience so one of the because of my professional background one of the areas that i look at quite strongly is international development so i'm working with a number of institutions who are keen to talk about issues around development mm. right and they can relatively cheaply address an audience you know i have a client in asia across asia because of course when you put something on on the internet you don't need a transmission mask it can be accessed by hundreds or hundreds of thousands or millions of people it's it's a very potent medium when combined with technology and the other thing business the reason that i think it's becoming uh, it's it's picking up speed immensely is of course because of mobile phones people used to have to sit down at their computers and listen to these things in, on their computers with, with smartphones. All you do is you, you listen to it on your smartphone on, on a podcast app. So there's a very strong business case for addressing, for businesses to be talking to customers, their field, their sector, uh, organizations to the, the, the their, 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 if you will, stakeholders, a word that I'm not madly keen on. Um, <laughs> um, uh, there is also a case for, for, businesses organizations to be speaking internally and there are programs and formats that you can use for this um but the the beauty is that it's it's kind of cost effective it it's in certain respects it's a very soft it's a soft marketing tool and one of the things that i have always thought is you have to give your programs don't make them marketing tools first and foremost make them have editorial integrity make them interesting make them a good listen and people will listen don't stick your your presence on this front and center make this intelligent relevant broadcasting and people will listen and then you become as we're a thought leader and and that's where we want to be yeah but it's thought leadership and that but it's also the potential to be a bit more democratic than the thought leadership we might have become accustomed to and we think of thought leaders as being the ceo or the senior partner in in the professional services firm or the person with the massive um linkedin following or the twitter following but what, what i'm interested in as well is is podcasts as a way of uh, inviting all sorts of other people into the conversation and that's where broadcasting is is very very good because not ev not everyone can can write a beautiful 600 word article but they can speak and they can speak honestly about their lives and their experiences in often in ways that are that are compelling and you know with our background our our attitude i guess is that everyone has everyone has got a, a story you know wherever they come from whatever level of an organization they're at 
And it's just a question of finding that story and presenting it in a way that, as you say, kind of connects to a theme and is a story, is a story that is of interest to an audience. And herein lies the difference, because you and I both come from, you know, the stable of the BBC, which was the grand uh, edifice of the BBC, which broadcasted out to people. Well, now with podcasts, it's a very empowering medium. Uh, it means that all you need is the recorder, which you have. It's yeah, well, you, you told me which one to get. Yeah, and <laughs> lovely. And, and, and you can edit this pretty simply um, on your laptop and you can put it out there. It's very democratic. It means that um, you can't, no longer can broadcasters, as it were, broadcast down. It's exactly as you say. We're handing the power, thank goodness, to people who can put things out there. And... Um, and we can hear also, if, you, if you're a good and intelligent broadcaster and podcaster, you invite people in to participate, who you wouldn't, voices you wouldn't normally hear from. So in inside a business, as you say, it's not just the CEOs. It's, it's, it can be everybody. It can be from the people who are, I don't know, delivering the teas and coffees to the CEO, because they're all part and components of a business. And they have a shared stake, let's say, in that business. But and I think that's one of the beauties of it. And, and it's one of the reasons I love it. Um, and exactly as you say, the core of good listening is is stories. It's not theories, it's stories. It's about how did I, Richard, or you, Mike, get to do what we're doing now mm. and our experiences and how I came to it. And, you know, and, and, and whatever subject it is, it's hearing that story from that individual and, and you will listen to that person if they have a good story to tell and in a way it's as I'm sure you you know Mike um, journalism and everything is about transmitting and getting good stories and a story good story is always about a, a human being or it's a good stories about people are, make good stories stories that we can connect to as human beings and often stories that are about human beings and I and I think these are the subjects that they're, they're timeless. I mean, it's how we've evolved as a species through through storytelling over over you know tens of thousands of 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 years. It's been absolutely vital to the development of our civilization. And yet, when people step up and do communications in a corporate sense, they'll often you know try to do pieces about I don't know the seven seven rules of due, due diligence ahead of an M and A deal, and that's not going to make a subject for a podcast. It's it's got to be my story of the deals that I've that I've done and what I've learned you, at every point whatever the subject you've got to try and make it about the the individual right and that and then you get lift off you get get a story so this is it what you're really trying to say to people is be yourself we did between two geeks we did an episode on education and the this question or the, about it was how do you test education systems well pupils how do you test education systems so we had this guy who is a very well-known sort of very an expert in his field on 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 understanding education systems, and he'd been an academic um, in in Jordan. And I remember he came down. I went to the studio, and he came in a jacket and tie. He sat down, and we were sort of kicking ideas around and joking around with the presenters for a while. And by the time we got to start recording, he'd taken off his jacket and his tie and he undone it and we the, one of the first questions we got we asked him or the presenters asked him was tell us your best teaching moment the moment that you really mm. realize you enjoy yeah. being and 
and he said i wasn't expecting this i wasn't expecting he thought he'd come in to talk about educational theory, theory. of education yeah yeah and, yeah and and we were like you know we don't actually we do want to hear about that <laughs> yeah. but we don't want to hear about it with you wearing a jacket and tie we want to hear about it through your as, story through, through your, your personal experience and making making it relevant and it sang for yeah. that reason yeah, yeah. the the episode sang because this guy was excited and curious and as you know most people do actually want to tell you their stories they they want to have an opportunity to talk about a little bit about themselves and the things that they love and if you give them that space they'll do it and 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 i think that's that is what is very exciting about podcasting yeah it is i i I sort of feel though in 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 this country we're we're still a bit behind in many ways and and you you know you mentioned some some of the american podcasters and they're certainly the ones that i've started to to listen to and and enjoy and they they just seem to have a an ability to to do this in a way that's 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 creative and 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 fun and kind of ripping up the rules and and bringing their personality into it and the heart on sleeve stuff are we are we too buttoned up uh to do really good podcasting in the uk is is it starting is our culture starting to change in ways that we can embrace this medium and and do you share the view that the americans are kind of are the kings of podcasting they are at the moment but but there are two things here there is a cultural and there is a business angle to this so the americans in terms of radio have always had to do, make do with less to do more with less this is because they haven't had the bbc they have national public radio and other commercial radio but national public radio in terms of quality speech radio and they have these these fun drives and people call in they give money and it's always been done in a shoestring and so they have relied upon less upon the ability to send out and make these very crafted features it's much more about speech and, and about po- opinion they've had the whole shock jock thing and you know opinion and and essentially so there's a big space there where the bbc occupies in the uk uh, around speech radio and along have come people who've come from national public radio and they've thought well there's something in this there's a bigger audience out there and people who are willing to pay for it which is the difference so for example a company called gimlet media which was set up as a commercial operation and uh, by former National Public Radio um, uh, journalists, and they make a raft of programmes ranging from dramas with people like David Schwimmer from Friends through to business programmes, all sorts. And they have a devoted audience and they have also a good bottom line, as far as I know, and they've attracted investment. So there are people who are making financial models to make this thing work. So there's a... in the in the UK, the problem here is you have the BBC, which dominates that space so it, of speech radio. So people are operating at the fringes of that. Um, uh, and that's good that the BBC exists, but in terms of informal broadcasting, it makes it harder. So is that holding back the podcast? I think it is in the yeah. UK. And the, and the other thing is, and I think you culturally, America being America, people are good talkers. I loved being out in the States, and I loved when I was a reporter going out there because people are just great. They could have really contended for Everyone's got a soundbite. Everyone's can talk. I, mean, I know. How, why is that? How is that? I, I mean, know. you get a microphone out in the UK, and people head for the hills. Um, Britain is a more reserved culture. I mean, we, we are changing and all that stuff, but, but they're really good at this conversational thing. And the other thing they're really good at is, and you heard this in Serial and elsewhere, is and we've touched upon this for the presenter to be more of themselves mm. and and in the UK the presenter tends it tends to be quite a formal setup so yes the american culture and the the market there has 
I think it's very a very amenable territory for podcasting to grow. In the UK, there are some I think that have done that are wonderful and have used British humour. Now, you know, I'll, I'll throw out a few names. Um, Answer me this, which uh, I recommend everybody to go and listen to. Um, it's very funny and and very simple format. People asking very silly questions and a couple of very funny people answering them. My dad wrote a porno, which is the most popular British. <laughs> yes, pop. I heard that. One, yeah. It's very very yeah. funny and cringeworthy. Um, uh, not family listening, but very good. Um, so the British podcasts have not made the impact um, that the American ones have, but I think with time they will grow. They will find their own voice. But I think the market for them is 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 smaller than it is than it is for the American podcasts. Yeah, and can you see a day when a British podcaster will crack America? And the, 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 or is is this all one way traffic? I think the traffic is. I, I think the traffic is more going to be um, from from uh, as it were from west to east. But the great thing is here is This American Life, which I recommend again people go out and listen to, which was one of the formative radio programs and now podcasts um, in the States. It was designed specifically for an American audience, but now they get people sending in stories and so on from and re- listener responses from all over the world, is that we used to think about our audiences as being tied to the radio mast. Now, of course, audiences are wherever anybody has an internet connection and this means that the relationship between the broadcaster and the listener is also somewhat different um and and i think that's also going to alter to some degree the way in which um program makers think about the programs that they're making yeah it's it's very interesting is it is it um is it a fad i mean it, we, we every few years you kind of have well it, it, the great thing now is youtube or the great thing now is podcasting or or um, you know Twitter or whatever it is. Do, do, can you imagine in five years' time that we'll be talking about something completely different? That we'll be doing something completely different. Or is there something about podcasting which you think, and presumably you do because of the things we've talked about now, that this is just the beginning and this, you know, audio being distributed in some way directly to people is going to go on and on and on. I do think that it's going to grow and grow and grow because I think that the variations as it were upon the themes are enormous and i think that it's it's going to grow and i think there is going to be this huge mushrooming and then i think there's going to be a lot of there's going to be shrinkage can because you're going to find that many programs and ideas just are going to wilt on the vine there isn't going to be the audience it's not going to be the quality but you're going to be left i think nonetheless with, with this very sort of fertile uh, area which is which is far greater than the, the radio um A far greater space than radio uh, in the past occupied. I think that we are also going to see podcasts evolve in certain ways. Now, I think reason one of the reasons I think podcasts is going to uh, be a strong and powerful medium in the future is because, as we've discussed, it's it's accessible. You listen to it on the go, but there's going to be spin-offs of that idea. So. Audio is going to, I think, in certain respects, become combined with, with uh, imagery, with graphics. Um, I, there's again something I saw very interesting recently, which was like a deconstructed radio package with graphics and audio done by National Public Radio called Life After Death, which was about uh, life after Ebola in West Africa. 
And I thought that's really interesting because they're, they're, they're playing with the medium of audio and, and mixing in other elements. I think that what we are in is a, is a huge, uh, the beginnings of a huge era of creativity. And I do think that, that pure good audio programs are going to be one of the major things they're going to be a persistent uh, uh, feature of the media environment. But as a spin-off from that, we're going to be seeing other new creative little models also. But no, I don't think it's a fad. Absolutely not. Good news. So, people out there may have listened to this, and if you've got to this point, well done. Um, and here's where the advice comes. So, people think, great, love podcasts, um, a really... You know what you're saying really, really speaks to me, and I and I want to get involved. But I've got no idea how to start, um, what kind of podcast I should try to run, or how to produce it, or anything else. I mean, obviously they call you, <laughs> but uh, were there any kind of guidelines or uh, principles, that, or even just like a, a process that you should go through to get to the point where you've got a podcast that's right for you, or that's right for your business? Um, I, th I think first of all one has to be really promiscuous about listening mm. listen to everything and find things that you like and think about things that um, subjects that you're interested in and, and people you know who are interested in similar kinds of things so there's a, there's a podcasting by a farmer in Wales which apparently is really popular and he'd <laughs> never picked up a microphone before he picked up a hoe but he hadn't picked up a, a microphone uh, and and um, you know I was thinking about I mean the most popular sport in the UK is is angling people are standing there often with not a lot to do for some time waiting for a fish to bite great idea for a podcast mm. I think you have to throw yourself into this um, I think you I mean Mike you you bought a piece of machinery we're recording on that that I recommend you can buy it on the internet. You can. I learnt to do my editing. I've been out of it for ten years by looking at YouTube videos. You, it's time that is going to be the most um, important element um, and valuable element that you, one as an individual, can invest to try and get this thing right. There are all sorts of platforms now also emerging which help the podcaster. So in the past, we had um, platforms to help people. Um, promote their blogs whatever now we have and i'm going to throw out a few names blueberry acast uh libsyn others platforms where you can upload your podcast and there are ways of monetizing this although i wouldn't think about these things as monetizable obstacles first certainly for a long long time the uh, labors of love um it's much easier to do this but the main thing you have to do is you have to devote the time to listening thinking following your instincts learning the craft making mistakes putting it up there tweaking it um and or you know coming to people who can help you do that um but you know it's it's exciting and if yeah. you've got an idea my my advice to people is just go out there and try and make it sing well it's a one it's wonderful because it's still it's still an experimental Sort of sector and format and, and world that that we're in with 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 podcasting, and there's yeah, it's freedom to kind of create your own identity, which is is very exciting, and I, I'm certainly enjoying. It. And I'm sure I'm making a ton of mistakes, but I think um, just keep to the principle of trying to seek out interesting conversations. That's that's all I'm trying to do with the pod do with the podcast, and just see where that leads. And it's led to some interesting places so far, and I've only just started. But you've got, you say, you've got to commit. You've got to say, right, I'm not just doing 
one or two you've got to do a few episodes get into it and then start to ask yourself as the host what is my style what am i am i doing things well am i can i, can I improve what and what is the right length for this thing what is the right uh, topic what is the audience i'm trying to reach all of the the regular questions about that we we should apply and test to all forms of communication the most important of which i think is audience you know like who 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 do we imagine listening to this and i think one of the things is our conversation with the audience now is you you can you should get feedback from your audience you need to listen to it you need to employ other social media alongside the podcast um to understand where you're going right and where you're going wrong uh, and it's very important i think that you 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 track that at the same time uh, and you tweak according to what you are understanding um and don't be too rigid either in your thinking or in your programming um, as you say, it breaks the conventions of what, what we knew as programming um, when we were, as it were, growing up in broadcasting. And I think this is very important. And, and the main thing is, is for people to get in there and to, I think, to, to, to follow, to some degree, their interests, their instincts and their passions. And, and, and if any single element is the most important element of podcasting, it is passion. If you are passionate, if you are interested and interesting, then your podcast has a greater chance of succeeding. Yeah, I would totally echo that, and I, and and I would apply it to podcasting, and I would apply it to all forms of of communication. You know, just that's the number one rule for me: care about something and tell other people why you care. <laughs> and uh, definitely on podcasting, but in anything that you do—speech, um, blog, interview, whatever just tell the world why this thing matters to you and if you can convey a little bit of that then um and i think you're in business richard thank you so much for this conversation i've i've really enjoyed kicking around these ideas and i and i have you sort of to thank really for getting me into all of this stuff so it's fascinating to see where it's all where it's all going to lead yeah and i i mean i'm very gratified and when i see someone like like you might you know because as it were we come from we, as we've been saying the same background and the fact that you one does you know you do what you do and you include podcasting as part of that an important part of that that's very gratifying and and one only hopes that people understand they're out there this is great go out yeah. give it a go listen enjoy or yeah. as i always say kind of like enjoy and share <laughs> great advice and i'm glad we didn't record in the in the whirlpool on this on this occasion <laughs> but we'll you know maybe next, next time let's time let's break the rules that's what it's all about <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. See you around. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Mike.